everybody. We're coming to you live. No, we're not. We're not live. <laughs> it's so weird hearing that, like, from you in the same room. Is it? Yeah, a little Just bit. Just turning it on. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I'm used to hearing that in my headphones before we start. And I'm like, okay, time to start podcast. Sure. But you got to no. press the red button. Yeah. Uh, what about the blue lines? I do have a red button right here, but it just mutes everything. But there's no blue lines. There's no blue lines. I don't know the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> Damn. We're not live, but we are, we are coming to you from Japan in a hotel room in Sapporo, where we just got back from the Big Berserk exhibition, day one. I'm um, not wearing any pants. <laughs> that was earlier. I'm his wearing pants his on. pants. <laughs> yeah, now that we're done with what we're doing, my pants are back on. So going around is me, Walter. We also have Grail here. Hello. And Azil. Hi. And Gabola Tula. Hi. We're back. <clears throat> not a normal episode at all, because we're all sitting around a tiny little table. Like, maybe five times the size of my microphone, but that's it. My nightstand. It. It's night a stand. strange thing to say, like, compared five to the microphone size. Could... This is just... <laughs> yeah, sure. Just tiny little thing. Yeah. Big, big microphone, tiny table. Mm-hmm. That's the image I want you guys mm-hmm. to have. I'd say it's uh, 65 centimeters. Okay, good, 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 good. How big is it, like, to a Gundam scale? Is it 185, 18, that kind of thing? <laughs> um, I'm looking at... I'm not going to reveal anything here, Zeal, but I am looking at a... a lo- Speaking of size... I am looking at a receipt from the Big Berserk exhibition. How about the size of my dick? <laughs> I feel bad if it's that big, dude, because this is bonkers no. big. It's an, it's about a good, close to a meter, but not quite a meter, uh, yeah. of a receipt of items that Berserk uh, uh, guru Azil purchased at the no, exhibition. No, this one is Grails. Is this Grails? Yeah. 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 You spent that much money. I spent that much money. Okay, okay. okay. We are not going to reveal the no, sum. No, we're not going to reveal the sum. That would be... Not cool. Especially since like we we're buying in uh, in steps because we uh, can't yeah. carry enough. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all flew across the oceans to get here, and we're all we all made it on the same day, which honestly is kind of crazy for all of us to nail each of those departures and landings without you know, and all have it work out so that we're all here for the first day of the exhibition. But we made it, and it was. Very cool. We would have been first in line too if it weren't for Walter. I know. I said I thought it would be cool if we walked <laughs> from our hotel, um, and it did take twenty plus just, minutes. I was gonna blame you for making me wait five minutes <laughs> in the lobby, but I was gonna say I didn't mind the walk, but I did actually mind the walk because it is here oh, in yeah. Sapporo. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's not. It's not. The cold isn't the thing. It's the slippery. slush and the slippery is the thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. kind of a pain to get around in the streets. But anyway, you guys don't want to hear about slush. You want to hear about what is it like to go to the Berserk Exhibition, which, you know, this has been going on for a year and a half, just about a year and a half. Yeah. And I've seen some people's impressions of it, small impressions. And thank you for those that shared. But I really wanted to see it for myself because I felt like, come on, what's really there? Give me the real scoop. And so, like, we're going to go there, I think, every day, if not many days while we're here in Sapporo for over the next five days. So... Uh, you'll be getting some uh, updates from us about that, and this is not like a formalized podcast. We're just talking around this little nightstand here, so I don't have a plan, but I want to talk about what you guys thought about seeing all this stuff in person, including the highlights being the actual pages Mira drew, uh, actual Mira on a video, uh, all the fucking merch, uh, all that stuff. So, like, I'll start, but... The best part to me was easily, it wasn't even the video, guys. I mean, seeing Mira talk and animate and move his hands and gesture was very fucking cool. But seeing the actual prints, and when you see, for example, the two-page spread from Volume 34 of Skull Knight and Femto, and knowing that that's the one. And, like, the thing is, I knew it was coming. Because I'm seeing, at that point, like, 75 or 80 different two-page spreads, all of which are the original art. I knew it was coming. But then you see it, and you're like, oh, fuck. This is the one that he put his pen to. And it's fucking cool. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, like, that's just my big top highlight is seeing the actual pages was so much cooler than I thought it would be. I thought, honestly, guys, I thought I was here for the video. And the art was (laughs) going to be great, too. But the art was, by far, mwah. I said from the beginning, the art was a big thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. Holy shit. Mm -mm. Uh, I want to say it's over 100 pieces. We probably already know that number, but... 
Yeah, I think it's uh, 175, and they, they specify which ones are originals and which ones are reproductions, because right. they've also got like high-quality reproductions for some of them. And obviously, the digital stuff is, is printed, but we'll get back on that. But Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the full experience. I just want to go around and talk about overall highlights. Grail? I mean, for me, it was overwhelming from start to finish, but I think towards the beginning, I just didn't understand that I was there <laughs> after all the planning yeah. and stuff. So that, that part of it was very, uh, uh, just like a huge highlight. And just that first piece, the, the piece from, what was it? A volume, I forget which volume it was from, but seeing the soldiers and, uh, Run five? Volume five. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just getting to see that and begin to see, okay, this is where his, his paintbrush hit the paper and this we started kind of going through okay this is what his process might have been like oh check out this highlight or this uh, whiteout section here and i guess for me it was just the overwhelming feeling of being with you know you guys who are you know fans like us who have been fans for such a long time getting to have that experience as westerners uh really was a highlight for me and one of my favorite parts um Getting some insight into Mira's process was probably the best part for me. Besides that, that was a big surprise for me. Yeah, because you learned. I learned more than I thought I would just by being observant. And all of us were observant, obviously. He he had said so. Actually, uh, that's interesting in the in the interview, Mm -hmm. the uh, artwork of Bazak interview. He said, "Oh, maybe maybe now it's an actual message he published before the exhibition took place that he was looking forward to people seeing like." All the stuff he does with whiteout and you know all the little, little, the little details yeah. that are that disappear in the printing process basically. I'm glad yeah. he felt that way because we were standing with our faces very yeah. very close to very that armor. So <laughs> so close. Sometimes I might have touched the glass. Well, you um, know, on well, accident, but it happened. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew, but or maybe they did. But what? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting to see how the lighting setup was done. It was a little irritating sometimes because how close we wanted to get, but other yeah. times when you were kind of mm-hmm. just looking, you could see what they were going for and being like, okay, this is the intended experience, but this is the real experience. You're right. So, there yeah. were two experiences. There was the casually walking through the exhibition, glancing at each one mm. for like toward thirty seconds, or re- and then there's us. Who are looking at each one like our noses to yeah. it to see every Like we were taking our glasses off and like yeah, examining. Yeah, yeah. And there were so many cool moments like that where you were mentioning there was that one piece of Guts and Casca walking through the snow. And you were saying, I can see Casca's expression. And I wasn't able to see that before. Yeah. And I was, and stuff like the screen tones. And you actually mm. do see this in the art book, <laughs> actually. How the screen tones are kind of pasted on. They keep, they keep that integrity. So for those of you who haven't bought the art book yet. Or maybe it'll... Have no means to... Or... Yeah, yeah I would, totally. I would just say that that is, that is a, a reason to buy the art book is that they actually show the you marker. The, you the, the catalog. The catalog. <laughs> catalog. Well, you know, it's, it is a book of art. Yeah. You know, I'll sure. say, I'll say, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely, that was a joke because I'm nitpicking on the, on the name of it, but <laughs> it, it is worth noting that it is for like a manga exhibition. It is pretty fancy. It is. Like, for example, the, the exhibition uh, Umino Chika got for uh, Sogatsuno Lion is not quite on that level. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't say they pulled all the stops, but they did make it pretty fancy. And, um, and yeah, I appreciate that. And the fact there's a, so a catalog of the exhibition, which references every piece that's exposed, like an actual art exhibition you'd find in the Louvre or whatever British mm-hmm. museum, you know, of all the stuff they stole from other countries. Plundered. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this is, uh, yes, that's pretty cool. I mean, yes. it also lends its credibility, even though it's, it's not technically an art book because, I don't know, Mirad didn't want to make another one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But that being said, and sorry to intrude on, no, your, no. on your speaking time, but I do think even in the in the catalog, you're not going to get, like, the level of detail you get from the real stuff. And I know it's crazy to me, and we're saying it, it's not just... It's not just uh, like the black and white manuscripts. Even even the paintings, like the colors you find, the details on it, like the brush strokes. It's crazy the amount of stuff that is lost in the scanning and printing process. Because you'd think maybe with high quality printing stuff, it can be reproduced. But actually, honestly, not really. Like you, you can't really, you don't get the same thing. And that's kind of crazy. And just for that, seeing the real thing, like if you're a, a big fan... It's really worth it. And, and yeah, I mean, like you were saying, we were, I mean, I spent most of my time just, you know, 
five five millimeters away from the thing, and there are people who are like standing five meters away, being like, mm, "Not bad." And Normal yeah. people, yeah. some yeah. some locals uh, that live in Japan, they were just like kind of browsing it casually. We we so we stayed like uh, three hours in servers and it half, blew basically. right by though. Yeah. To me. I mean, my feet were tired, but I I didn't I did I was never bored in there. Yeah, know? it was it, a lot it, to see. It felt like forty five minutes to me. Yeah, yeah. it went so, by in a flash. Yeah. Uh, one final thing I want to say is <coughs> sure. that I really liked. I was surprised that I liked the little scenes, the little dioramas. Yeah, yeah. And even the yeah. even the Prime One statues. I'd never seen a Prime One statue in person before, mm. and so that was so fun to get to see. Even though they're a little bit extra for me, it's nice to have that experience. And also, I was surprised that I liked Giant Zod. I was surprised that I liked the little uh, this little Elf Helm scene. I yeah, thought it was Buck stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buck one. Yeah, when I saw it in person, I was surprised by the quality of the kind of how it was put together. I was expecting something very like shoddy, and it was nicer than I the, thought. The, the box thing, they like they commissioned uh, an artist for it, yeah, a, a woman I think who did like all the little ones. So yeah, this one was pretty good. If you haven't seen it, just for those that this is not a video show, obviously, but like it's a dense, lush forest like you know landscape. With different pucks doing different mm. things, yeah, yeah, um, like fishing, and he, one of the king is puck. King puck is there. I can't remember all the other ones, but yeah. it's kind of it's lighthearted. It's all super deformed puck. They're not all from the manga exactly, but uh, most of them are, and uh, it's it's nice. It's neat, mm-hmm. and um, even the other statues, some of them are pretty. Like uh, I think Art of War made some specific, like the same ones they do, but like bigger for the stuff. Maybe to be on par with the prime one stuff. So. Yeah. Worth mentioning that at some point there was a big crash, <laughs> yeah. and and we all st- uh, Azil immediately turned around like what what was it was it art I'm assuming is what was yeah I pretty much I was like yeah. you know FBI mode you know yeah. what's going on so we, yeah we freaked out and a bunch we saw a bunch of staff members like rushing somewhere and me and Az were like oh fuck what happened did some of the art get yeah. fucked up did someone deface some precious anyway we we found out that unfortunately rest in peace uh the standing zod statue or in pieces rather yeah had (laughs) had fallen over someone knocked it over we were not sure in the merch section or no no no, it's one of the the statues one of the prime one statues uh, yeah it's um you know human form zod standing you know i don't know just with a sword on a pile. How would of they even knock it over? I think I think it's not like that. It's like they didn't glue it or oh. assemble it well enough, and like some parts just it just fell apart, and when it fell, it, uh, it broke. Oh, okay, mm. I think so. At least Bummer. that's what I think. Mm-hmm. But there was one dude who was in that uh, vicinity. Yeah, and then he started just you know creeping out like conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like you, yeah. and, and he was just checking stuff, but moving real fast oh, towards yeah, the exit. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, hmm. What was it you? Yeah, for <laughs> Did sure. Did you do it? Jacuzzi. <laughs> so uh, yeah, not 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 bad. Jacuzzi, yeah. Eh. Rest in peace, Zod. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't say your favorite thing. Well, my favorite thing is hard to say, but obviously, like the artwork. Obviously, that's why uh, I'm here. So not disappointed. I'll say I'll say that even though there's a lot of it, it's like not enough for me. Yeah, uh, sure. yeah. I would have wanted more because uh, I feel like some sections of the story they they go a bit fast, quickly over, and and Mira, we know that he let the staff actually just choose, pick and choose everything they wanted. I mean, I'm, I guess he supervised it, but he said he entrusted everything to them. Mm. Pretty much a case of yeah, just do whatever you want here. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I could have I could have had more. Some selections were good and made sense. Some were just like, okay, I mean, I like seeing it, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, you know, well, I mean, I'm, that not comprehensive. Di- I'm not disappointed with what we got and what they chose. It's just that I would have, I could have had twice more mm. playing yeah. by me. Yeah. So, and yeah, some of them, I don't know. I mean, overall, I thought it's a good, I think it's a good selection, honestly, uh, pretty good. And like I said, uh, yeah, the, 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 the color paintings were quite good. I was impressed also with the, like even the digital art printing I remarked on is that you'd think it's digital, you know, what does it matter? But actually, is it like the high quality printings they did, it really pops out and it's so much clearer and sharper and nicer. Everything is nicer, you know, than what you what you get in the volume. It almost feels like blurry and yeah, it's really like, it really feels like, you know, we need to get a deluxe edition, guys. Get Do some things that's really high level. 
And beyond that, yeah, I mean, just just seeing the craftsmanship on everything, like how he does some scenes, you know, he does some effects with just, you know, like a white down on some stuff, some others differently. So it's very, yeah, it's, it is very interesting if you're a fan. And even the screen tones, like that's also a thing where, I mean, I, I knew like the concept of it, how it works in principle, but it's different when you see it like applied yeah. on top of the page and, and who much of it there is like almost every page there's some screen tones there and like it's really cut you know it's it's a very exact yeah it's it's a with like an exacto knife you know yeah. he's got to do it like that it, it seems like painstaking to, I know. to 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 like to get the effect you get in the actual manga it really seems painstaking and but at the same time like the result is really great you see who it pops same way with how he for example delineated some stuff Either you know with ink or with whiteout to make it pop, you know some more. It's yep. Contrasting just, just the, yeah, just the techniques, uh, little techniques like that. Very interesting to see. It's like to me, I always imagine Miura just with his pen and paper, but like this is actual construction of, yeah. the, of those scenes to make the screen tones work. And yeah, I've I heard <laughs> him talk about screen tones in the past in a couple of interviews. And my mind is kind of like, I don't know how that works. My mind is kind of like blurred past it. But like seeing it, when you see it constructed, like, oh, I understand the purpose of it and the effect it has on the, mm. the art. It's really a multimedia like yeah. experience. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And even just like some stuff is inked. Some is using like markers for an ideal effect. Uh, like the hoided uh, sound effects, mm-hmm. you know, blacking them out with the markers and some white out on top of it and mm-hmm. some stuff like that. Make it pop. Yeah, which makes it really pop. And uh, we were wondering, something I've also wondered before is like, how did they like, do the editing process back in the day? Is that like old silicon graphics? <laughs> like one machine like that? Or maybe the whatever Fujitsu equivalent or Toshiba or NEC? To create the patterns, you mean? No, I mean just to like scan, scan, and scan it, it and edit the stuff. You oh. Know, and, oh. And because it's like it's early computers there, so yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I, I curious. At, I looked at some of those paintings, pictures, like just to pull one off of my ass. It's volume fourteen, end of Golden Age when Guts is walking off. Right? Yeah, yeah. That one has a lot of weird shapes because of like yeah. what would normally just be full black in the manga version, but this is kind of chopped up in a way. And in my head, I was like, I know what the final product looks like. I don't know how they got from here. To mm. that necessarily, but yeah. they did using some special effects. Like Gobs was saying, probably playing with the contrast, but mm. I, I, it's not just that. So, did, well, so when they they scan these 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 pages, uh, I think they scan it in on in black and white. Yeah, and it's been so long since I've I think I've actually sort of done this before, where I've scanned a um, a drawing of mine that I did and just in black and white and I did some like uh, color stuff that I wanted ignored and uh, it does that you play with the contrast and I in don't Photoshop know. you have levels I'm sure they yeah. have some sort of equivalent where it's it... probably gain like mm-hmm. it's like gain mm-hmm. on a mic you can sure around it. I, see, I think there was some like editing beyond that mm-hmm. but it's uh, I wonder like how much of it was analog? How much of it was just, like you said, contrast in levels and stuff? And how much was actually like some rudimentary form of editing? Because mm-hmm. remember my father had an ACFA scanner way, way back. ACFAST? ACFA. It's a brand ACFA. that probably mm-hmm. doesn't even exist anymore. Specialized scanner, the kind of that costs a, a, a bundle. Uh, SCSI, I don't know if you remember that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's an old ass port. And so they probably have stuff like that, like, you know, professional grade scanning devices plugged yeah. into a wireless machine running some kind of IBM uh, OS and then, you know, some weird editing software on it. Right. But, but even if it was relatively high tech, they still had to cut the pages in half because that was another weird thing. Yeah. That we learned, I learned anyway, was when you see two page spreads, particularly the early ones, uh, it's was it may have originally been a big picture when he composed it, but to scan it, whoosh, big cut, yeah, it was like happens, the, yeah, dowry down the middle of it, and then they would scan each individual page and then reconstruct it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, yeah, uh, to be a full seamless thing, but that was a surprise for me mm-hmm. seeing beautiful artwork that's whoosh, cut in half, it's yeah. just really strange mm-hmm. and pinholes. 
in each right. corner. Yeah, they pin them. They have got the like the blue line with you know whatever. I don't know if it's like a ballpoint pen or crayon yeah. or something. Highlighter or something like that. Yeah, which I also don't know how they remove it afterwards. Yeah. Or... Well, the, those lines are just you ignore know, blue. Right. They're. Are you talking about the on the edges of each page? Yeah, and I think you know, they're like crop lines. And yeah, like beyond that, but, but there's there's like two two levels of them. So I just yeah. some of them are like on, on parts of the pictures that I include in. So I'm not sure how they. There are some that are basically suggested crop areas that are on each page, but yeah. there's also these that are drawn only artwork and it looks like blue highlighter. I saw yeah. a bunch of those as yeah. well, which I'd never seen before. This mm. thing, I I think I I kind of figured it out, and I'm not sure if I'm right, but. What it looked like to me is that he's just kind of highlighting areas that he wanted screen tones to be mm. placed. Knowing that those would ultimately disappear. Yes. The markings. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. And I don't know if that was a note for himself or for his assistance. I hope that was his assistance because that looks like such a... <laughs> looking with at those screen tones like up close look like such a, a pain in the ass that you have to like lay these things down, take an X-Acto knife mm-hmm. or... I take yeah. forever. I think yeah. I think he did do a lot of these, uh, especially in the early days. He, sure. I know he was looking. I think he was looking for an assistant for screen tones, but like around the time of uh, Falconia, at that time. But be- before that, I'm not sure. He did like we know he did a lot of things himself. So I I kind of wonder. I I think you would imagine an assistant would be doing stuff like that, but. Back in the day, I think they were doing a lot of cleaning of the pages, you know, removing yeah. the person stuff. Stuff that's just long and painstaking, but doesn't require a lot of skill necessarily. So right. he, did, he didn't use assistance very efficiently. That's one of the things he said himself that he was trying to correct with digital, that, you know, he could actually get the assistance to do stuff now that he was getting old and not yeah. as, you know, fast. And, it would have been nice. Yeah. We, we mentioned screen tones a lot because it's like a relatively newer... Uh, thing for us to see, for me to yeah, see yeah, yeah. in action, but we knew they were around. It's like it's like oh, we get uh, it's so fascinating, to, uh, so fascinating to us because it's like we're getting this uh, behind the scenes look. Raw, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can actually, yeah, it blows my mind. But the screen tones to me are just like a a symptom of the fact that Mira went so hardcore in some of these two page spreads. Like, when you see that screen tones were one additional facet to add texture to a page, and then you realize that was a whole, wholly different constructing creative process, in addition to all the other shading and hatching and other nonsense that he always employs and you know of, it just makes you go like, holy shit, these are fucking works of art, like actual works of art, you know, not just comic art anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that really struck me was... Uh, volume 12, The Eclipse, right as the eclipse begins. Uh, two-page spread, Griffith's leaning over. Um, and the the actual, what's depicted on the page is fairly simple. But there's so many freaking levels when you really look at a page like that. And the size of these images, the originals, really draw attention to all the details that the little Tonkaban manga size thing really just kind of goes over most eyes. You know, so the size mattered. Yeah, like uh, we were saying, like, you do actually see a lot of details on the faces and stuff like that, that is kind of lost mm-hmm. in the, in the, you know, volumes. Even the bigger ones, even in Young Animal, again, because of the, like, scanning. It's the and quality and the size, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, it's, it is kind of incredible that even with modern technology, they can't, like, scan it and reprint it in a way that really conveys everything, like the, the actual emotion in the lines, you know, a lot of things. And same for, for paintings. And I go back to digital because, again, even the digital stuff, when you see the high-quality reproductions they've got at the... or just printings they've got at the exhibition, it really pops in a way that you don't notice. And in a lot of color stuff, there's like color tones we saw that you don't actually see at all in the... like if, if you see uh, just uh, like a volume cover. Like, totally. like some green tones... Volume oh, twenty one cover cover Griffith. No, I was thinking about the one of Femto for the Eclipse. Oh yes, top. that's so cool. Sorry, go ahead. Where where it's not, like his wings have a very membrane-y yeah. uh, aspect to them, like really. And, and there's a and there's a, a greenish tone to them that I've never seen before. Uh, and I and I've like I've got pretty much every 
every color reproduction of it that's ever been made. So it's, it's kinda... that was when you pointed that out. I was like, no, I think I've seen. No, I definitely haven't seen that. Because it's like it is. He's described it already, but it's like that insect sheen on the back of a beetle's wing. Yeah, thing. yeah. It like it's draws... a very specific hue, and it's very yeah. vibrant. Like I think what you said, Grail. Um, you know, a lot was like it's so vibrant, and it is like mm-hmm. the the oranges. The blues, the greens, the colors are so, they really pop at you. And it's, it's a shame they actually don't, uh, and same thing you, you mentioned Walter with the Moonlight Boy poster. Uh, that was the big one. Yeah, where it really, like, every printing of it is super dark. Yeah. And you don't muddled. see the details. Yeah. And the, the actual painting is very, very good. I mean, there's a lot of. In the Casco Volume 20 cover as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. similar thing where the level of detail that's there and the level of colors are there. It gives a totally different impression because to me, it's not so much that we're seeing things that are different. Like, oh, I recognize this color is not there, whereas the one I see is here. It's more about the impression that it gives because all that thing adds up to an impression. Mm. And like the cover of Volume Twenty One, which is Griffith, um, uh, kind of purpley winged. Yeah. Right? There's like this neon green, mm. very vibrant neon green part in like the left lower left side. That has never struck me in the same way, you mm. know. It's very, very different yep. uh, feeling image because of the different colors that are there. Yeah, I mean, if I had to sum it up, I'd say it's a lot more vivid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's basically like seeing something in higher fidelity. Like, you've always seen yeah. it, but you've seen like a dirty, through a dirty glass. And, and now you're seeing it, you know, with your eyes. And it's so much higher quality, higher fidelity. And uh, again... My impression was it is kind of crazy that even like in mo- with modern technologies, they cannot give us some things that's closer to the actual product. I know. Because it is what you get is really not close to that. It feels like we got to see a side of Mira that we had never seen before today, which was a real treat and more than I was expecting. Like you knew you were going to see the, the real drawings, the real lines, but to see the color aspect of this. Yeah adds a whole dimension of appreciation that I didn't have before. Mm. Uh, talking about the volume 20 of Casca, mm-hmm. I love the how the aura of the, the child... You can say the boy. Yeah, the boy kind of casting that green aura on Casca's breast that mm-hmm. you don't really get a good sense mm-hmm. of. And the one that, another one that stuck out to me was the Ganishka painting with the crazy yellow... Yeah. He, it's uh, a poster insert for volume 27, I think. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And Mira just busted out some serious... He loved yellow, I realized. And I didn't realize how much he loved yellow until he went to this exhibition because you mm. can't see it. Yeah. So that was that was something that I'm going to yeah, be thinking about for a long time. The vivid colors on that one, they're so striking. Like, more than I remember than seeing in the printed, you know... I have to look through all my yeah. posters again. That Ganeshka poster is also... I think I've seen... I think somebody showed me the Dark Horse version because I don't have it. The Japanese one is better. It's always because the Dark Horse one is really, is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Japanese one is, is a little bit better, but it's still so far away from yeah. the actual. They're original. all subdued versions of these and things. And like even the the watercolor ones he did for the uh, trading card game, like the actual stuff is so much more vivid. Again, like the blue sky for the one with judo is. Just it pops in your face. The same with uh, Roshin and Jill yeah. and all that stuff. Really pops in your face. I know. Uh, it's it can't be compared. Uh, these are also really really nice. Um, let's give people a quick overview of like what it is. What what is the exhibition? No, let me say a thing. Yeah, of course. They removed the Meta Baron part of the exhibition that was in the original Tokyo uh, exhibit. What's Meta Baron? Yeah, it's the the anime project. That's the the code name of the anime project Mira was working on with his friends, so Miyochika, Mori, uh, Hoshi, and uh, maybe another guy I forgot. No, I think that was all. Uh, and yeah, it's it's an anime project for uh, you know make a make a anime basically Roboto. Anime. And it was notable because this was like an exclusive thing that was only shown at the exhibition that no one even knew about until Hoshi started explaining it, right? Yeah. And, and of course, they showed the. No, I think it's not even Hoshi who talked about it. He talked really? about the uh, dinosaur racing stuff, right? Ah, uh, I mean, where else would we have heard the word meta bear? And I can't remember the lineage of this now. It's in a post. It's in a Patreon post. Yeah, I know. I, wrote I don't remember. It. I wrote it, but uh, I also okay. can't remember. Anyway, the point is, it was an exclusive piece of Mira art that we were hoping to see, 
that just wasn't there. And we were talking about it on the way back, and like, you know, we don't know. It's just not there, you know, but yeah, I was just actually, talking about it. Well, why would it not be there? I, I figured, I was afraid it was going to be removed. I even don't remember why, but I was like worried of that. And when we got to the end and I didn't see it, I was like, I think you guys noticed me. Mm-hmm. I was looking around crazily. Uh-huh. I was like, fuck, they removed it. And one possible reason might be because somebody heard Hoshi's call, because he also, in this in his uh, mm. tribute, he, he did say that, you know, there's lots of stuff that's lying around waiting to be taken up. So yeah. maybe maybe a, a studio took it up and is going to, to get it done and maybe the way it was removed. Or maybe they wanted to make space for the <laughs> stupid continuation advertisement. Mm. I hope yeah. that's not the case, because fuck that. Yeah, they had a couple... Uh prints from the continuation that just kind of stood out like a sore thumb really flat looking when you see it next to everything else yeah Yeah. i mean i don't need to tell you guys this but it's just not even close to the same thing yeah it's also a a placard where they printed the young animals message and maury's uh you know that was announcing the continuation At the end, which is, I mean, I understand the point of it, but it's kind of like, you know, guys. It's not your show. It was better when you made, just kept it as a, you know, tribute to Mira. Yeah. Without trying to, but then again, it's next to the gift shop. So there's a logic to it. Yeah. Buy our stuff. Right. Give us money. I I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is, uh, exhibition is in what's called the Sapporo factory, which is basically a shopping mall. Yeah, uh, and the exhibition takes place in the third floor, uh, which is the top, and you walk through it, and it's you, you wouldn't know it's a shopping mall; it's just a venue, really. Uh, you walk through it. The first thing you see is the, of course, the image they use of guts uh, everywhere these days for him slashing down. Yeah, the, Mira, the exhibition, the, the uh, hero, hero banner to yeah. use a web designer speak. <laughs> when you walk in, they ask for your tickets, and that was a fun little journey for us. But we got through. Uh, and they had some flowers off to the side that were from the um, Memorial Edition staff uh, mm-hmm. for Miura. Yeah. Uh, right next to what you guys have probably already seen as well, uh, the Dragon Slayer, you know, kind of in the ground kind of thing to be posed around. Yeah. Have there's there's for. an augmented reality app you can actually oh. use with that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But right after that stuff, it goes straight into the art. And it's weirdly story-wise chronological. So it would start with, for example, with Gambino's stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there's also some replicas of Griffith's helmet and Gut's iron arm yeah. uh, and the dragon's These are done by uh, Out of War. Oh, right, right. Out of War's name is everywhere. But from there on, it's pretty straightforward. It goes chronologically through the series chronology, not Mira's mm. chronology. Yeah. Uh, showing usually two pages at a time. Two pages at a time, boom, stacked on top of each other. Sometimes I'll have a bigger one, but usually it's two pages at a time. Two spreads at a time. Uh, all the way around is kind of a circuitous way, uh, along with some Art of War statues. Sorry, Prime 1 statues, usually. Some yeah. Art of War, I think. Yeah, there's a, a number of Art of Wars one, and uh, the big ones are the Prime ones, so I think these are also a big attraction. They're huge. I don't know, because some of the Art of War ones are like double-sized, and I wonder if the Prime ones, they also did like some special ones for the exhibition. Yeah. Those are pretty damn big. Yeah. And I do wonder if they are not bigger than the ones that sell. I don't know where you put home. that. Where right. you even display it? I mean, it's like a I whole mean, the, room. The, the ones that sell, like you can buy, are already pretty big. But these are really huge. So mm-hmm. I am not sure. I should uh, because I, I've only bought like I've got the puck because it's life size but it's small. So <laughs> that's that's like. Neat. It's like three feet by three feet cube. Yeah, might, a three a three by three foot cube might fit it. Maybe. I mean, you know, it's it's a nice decoration. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the base. Well, like I already said, the bases yeah. are just too 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 stacked full of shit. But but there yeah. there I mean, that's pretty pretty good stuff. If you like figures, I mean. After the pages, it goes to the section about the volume covers. Um, oh, was that? they also removed. They removed the area with Godo's Forge. It's not there. Oh, you're right. And the casket. And the, and the, uh, the, the coffin. The coffin with uh, the oh, dog. Oh, wow. Which is, which is too bad. Yeah, we yeah. didn't see that. Probably the venue wasn't as big, I'm guessing. This is the fourth wing of the exhibition. Is that right? Third or fourth? No, uh, no, it's the fifth. Uh, fifth. Oh, my it was God. Tokyo. Tokyo, Osaka, Nagoya. I forgot about Osaka. Ginza, Sapporo. Okay. So it's been fifth. around. 
Yeah, and it was always in malls. Started in a mall uh, that was called uh, Sunshine, something, oh, something like that. Then in uh, Osaka, it was in an amusement park, uh, like venue, Nagoya in a mall, Ginza in a mall, okay. Sapporo in a mall, and maybe in Fukuoka, I'm, I'm guessing a, a mall also. But uh, yeah, they did they did change some stuff, and I feel like they've removed a, a bunch of stuff Yeah, from the original Tokyo one. I did want to see Goto's forge but and the coffin too i mean life science yeah. reproduction of the dogs the coffin the little doll and stuff yeah, but where does that stuff go like if it's not on display where is it why isn't it on display it's know? it's in storage somewhere yeah. but uh yeah it is it is kind of a shame that they removed it yeah so there's some dioramas scattered throughout although as azul is saying not as many uh and then it goes around to the section where it shows all the volume covers and various sizes we think most of those are replicas and not the originals. Yeah. Uh, just based on, you can't see the detail you would normally see when an oil canvas painting. You can't see the where the paint gathers would be thicker. It would give a three-dimensional effect. None of that's there. It just mm. looks very flat and like it's on canvas. So it's, they're very well produced, but not the originals in the same way that the two-page spreads throughout the entire exhibition are yeah. the originals. Yeah, so. I mean, they are nice, but it's also that they like, I know, because they said so, that not everything on display is ah. original. They say that there's, like, I don't know, 200, and among these, like, 150 are originals. Got it. Uh, it's, I remember it, too, because some people were like, oh, original painting, it means that's, like, new stuff. And it's like, no, the originals in the sense that they are the actual stuff Mira did and not a copy of it. Yes. That would account for most of the covers, then. Because that would be like yeah, yeah, yeah. covers that are yeah. prints. I mean, see, for example, the volume one cover. Maybe, you know, actually, I'm not sure. I'm I was going to take a closer look. Well, well, I was going to say, I think that one was real. That was a real one, but um, I'm not even sure anymore. Mm. Got to go back and we'll, check. We're going to check it yeah. out. And then it after the volume covers, I can't recall, but I think that's it. And it goes into the Mira Studio thing, which I'm mm. sure people have seen pictures of. But it's a replica, if not his real desk. I think it's a replica desk. Yeah, it's not a real desk. Yeah, right. it's a, yeah, it's a, it's just a desk with a let, let some shit around. It's like, hey, you know, he had like a Wacom tablet or you know. Whatever. We bought one and we put it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we got one and put it here. There's yeah. a, like a random keyboard and screen. You can that kind I, of imagine how he worked with this stuff around him. I mean, it's just supposed to give an impression of his workspace. And then off to the side, you see some of his sketches. Some unreleased stuff, some stuff that we've seen. It's uh, in the Berserk uh, catalog, the art. What's, what's the name of the catalog? Art, art, of, Berserk. Artwork of, artwork Berserk. of Berserk. There's yeah. some of that scattered throughout the back of the interview. Um, some of them I'd never seen, though. Uh, and I didn't know what to make of some of them. Some of them might have been Duranki. It might have been original stuff. Yeah, I think there's some, like there's a, a cat, cat girl. Cat girl. Mm-hmm. That does look like she would be from Duranke. There's also some stuff of uh, that looks Greek-like. Yeah, it like, looks uh, like the main character. Uh, uh, I forgot gir- her name, but from Duranke? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I I felt like it's more. Uh, one of them looked like the queen of the Amazons, and another mm. one was like I don't know some some random girl. I think these were part of the Amazons because if you remember. Um, the prototype of Duranki was at a different protagonist, and yet he was, uh, he went back in time mm-hmm. and he was with the Amazons. They mis- mistook him for a girl, so he had to keep that up. And they would fight in the Trojan War, and I, and I felt like, and that evolved into Duranki, where it's, it's that character that's uh, basically uh, non binary, yeah. and neither man nor woman, neither human. Not God, but just something like completely in between mm-hmm. with the name of a dragon. And then, like, and is that from Mesopotamian uh, mythology? And I felt like the idea was probably that it would transition over time and get embroiled into like uh, Greek mythology stuff, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's kind of like, I want to, it's kind of stupid to do, but it's kind of like uh, God of War it where is, yeah. he goes into the. The, the Norse mythology stuff. Now but yeah. we're doing Christian stuff. Yeah, but you know, kind of an idea, an interesting idea where it's just, these are gods who toy with men and yeah, here I come and I'm just a uh, wild card in that. So just interesting concept. So yeah, that's that stuff and there's some more mech-like thing where there's a guy who's got a mechanized suit but he's fighting with a spear and he's got like uh, propulsion jets in his back 
with an interesting uh, armor design. Yeah. Looks kind of villainous. You know, it reminded me actually of Warhammer, you know, 40k. Yeah, I guess but so. A little bit, not 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 fully, but like the helmet had kind of that vaguely, you know, similar style. It's not really the same thing, but you know, it's what it evoked to me as like the closest thing I can compare it to. I'm just thinking of like as a, you know, late '80s mech suit. Yeah, and and thing. the and the villain, the villain, you know what? He actually reminded me of the actual Meta Baron hmm. coming book series. Like the crown, the yeah, who's crown? got like kind of flaming crown stuff. Mm-hmm. Just his face and style, it reminded me of the Meta Baron series from hmm. uh, from a French guy and uh, the other, the Argentinian people, you know, writer. Uh, everybody likes that. Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky. Yeah, 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 Alessandro Jodorowsky, yeah, overrated guy, but uh, I mean, he's very <laughs> well loved. I mean, Meta Baron, the, the comic book series is fine, it's all right. It's not, not that great, but it's all right. But we, those, some of those we just described were new to me. I'd not seen. Yeah, some never of those. seen before. Yeah. And there's some of the stuff that wasn't seen. What's super frustrating is yeah. instead of putting them on the fucking wall where you can <laughs> oh see God. them, they just stack some of them. Can I have to crane your neck? And, and you can't. And like there's yeah. some underneath you can't see them. It's just they're yes. here, and, and you yeah. just and the whole place is sectioned off, and they're they're laying on top of each other, and you're tempted just to reach over. Yeah, and, like, and you just like you know lift yeah. one up and check it because these are reproductions too. So. Right. It is weird because everything else is on display, and as Grail pointed out to me, the lighting in it was very intentionally arranged to make it like really pop. But these exclusive things, you really can't see them. You're seeing yeah. them at a, a, a scant, kind of like peeking over. Mm-hmm. And this one was a no photo display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I Just thought was interesting. Not a great experience. Like, what, what else? What else are those? What's the life in those sketches? Yeah, now, you know. Yeah. Why not show them? They also have. Um, they also have uh, those he did for like a, a dojin that was published in the early two uh, thousands, mm-hmm. two thousand four, I think. Uh, where, uh, you know, it's a boy with, uh, I actually, I posted it on Patreon. I mean, photos of my, my copy of that. I thought it was just Guts and Casca. <laughs> no, so Casca there the is on the desk, there's some of these, uh, uh which is a, a boy with, uh, kind of an ostrich-like, uh, robot. It's very, very oh, cool that. stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. There's that very cool prototype stuff. Then the cover of the Dojin is actually, uh, Guts and Casca dressed up as like uh, high school students right, from the, from the seventies, you know, very, very cool <laughs> stuff. Uh, and that's the cover of the Dojin, and they've got a black and white version of that because the cover is colored usually. Right. So they're also pretty cool. And that one is under glass. It's like that must be an original. Mm-hmm. We can see those, though. We're allowed to see those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that is pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, this one you can see. Uh, the other stuff you can't, and it's kind of a shame. Yeah. And yeah, on, and on the top row of that, they've got the uh, Dino Racer. I forgot the title of it. Uh, Drift? Yeah, Drift, yeah, yeah, the thing he did with Hoshi and, and some other anime director guy. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's the same thing. I mean, just put these on the wall, let us see them. Uh, why, why hide them? Yeah. I'm actually kind of pissed they remove the Ben Baron stuff. I mean, come on, guys. Probably some reason, but I agree. It yeah, well, I mean, if it's getting made, find and there's an art book that comes out, fine by yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, otherwise. Good, good. Let, let's, uh, what's, the best, uh, what's the best animation studio currently, John? Oh, gee. Madhouse? Madhouse is good. Yeah, Madhouse is, yeah. What's I got a soft spot for Trigger. Uh, I don't know how... <coughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, Madhouse. Yeah. Probably Madhouse. Mm. Madhouse has been in the game for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's hope they are the ones doing it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not, uh, what's their names? Uh, I don't even know, dude. The, the combination of studios that shout out 2016. No. <laughs> yeah, those ones that's Mille Pensées. Sure. I remember it because it's, it's stupidly written, but it's actually French. I was shocked when I found it out. I was thinking shocked of, and ashamed. Uh, I was no, I was thinking of uh, Studio 4C, oh. uh, which everyone seems to be waiting for. The, yeah, the the opinion of them has turned around a little bit with the Memorial Project. I think people are like, oh, maybe they were always good. No, no, no. Okay, all I'll do is read the posts. They so. were never good. I mean, I mean, it's a. Uh, like the, the the staff changes a lot with each project, and you know, so it's just the name from project to project. It's not quite the same thing, for, uh, from what I understand. So I'm sure they've got, they've done some good stuff, but yeah, the basic movies were not good. Yeah. After the desk is of course the Kentaro Miura video, and the video 
I want to estimate it's around five to eight minutes or something. I didn't time it exactly, mm. but it feels around about right. Felt like five minutes to me, but yeah, maybe a bit longer. It's uh, it is it is relatively comprehensive. Like the it's, good, the, it's got prompts. They ask question, yeah. and you see the question written on the screen. Uh, Mira answers it. Then it cuts. It's a hard cut to yeah. another question, and he answering it. Uh, yeah, and he seated very like he's just sitting at a desk. There he just put a camera. He's mm-hmm. sitting at the desk, and he's just like, yeah, sure, blah blah blah. He's talking to the camera too. Yeah, <coughs> I felt very emotional watching that video. I mean, I felt overwhelmed the entire time I was there. Uh, but I, there was something about I hadn't seen him. I've seen pictures of him, of course, and I've heard him speak on DVD extras, but just. Seeing him moving and, yeah. you know, his gestures, his he's smiling the whole time. Uh, you know, he, he, you, you got a sense of who he was just kind of watching him. He laughs a lot, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a pretty... Very animated. Yeah, very jovial guy, as yeah, he, yeah. Uh, you said, Grail, which is really just, I mean, it's how he was described by people and... It doesn't surprise me, you know, that's the kind of guy he he must have been, you know, very, how to say, joyful and just enjoying himself. I mean, at the same time, when you've got the life he's had, why not? Sure. I mean, yeah. success right out of school, everything you want, super, you know, top uh, award in manga world. <laughs> you're rich, you're doing what you love, you know, why not? Why not be... Uh, yeah. He looked happy. Yeah, yeah, he looked very happy and, uh, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, he had a lot to look forward to. He was, you know, that's that's also like what's dramatic about it is that yeah. he was clearly, you know, in for the long run and stuff like that. And yeah, it's kind of kind of a twist of the knife uh, to see that because it's a, it's a cruel turn of fate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know most of actually any really of what was said. I know. I knew at one point he said digital versus analog. I heard that. Yeah, it's kind that of was easy a, to hear. It's kind of a repeat of what <clears throat> he talks about in the uh, artwork of the interview. But uh, I also I, I couldn't understand everything. But they asked him about the goods, which I found a bit weird. Like you ask him about the merch they're selling, and he make he makes a joke about you know getting a buried, but you know shouldn't sacrifice your friends right. and stuff like that. He's <laughs> just sure. he just he's laughing the whole time. He's doing the thing, the Japanese thing where he laughs and he covers his mouth, you mm-hmm. know. So it's uh it's it's pretty funny. Uh yeah. And, and just generally uh, if I even forgot the rest. They ask him uh, what did they ask him about? Uh thirty years of Berserk. Yeah, thirty years of Berserk, yeah. He also he's like damn is it been thirty years or yeah. you know already, that kind of stuff. So um yeah it's it's pretty good and we'll we try to get more insight to what he's saying because yeah. it's also like I didn't want to to like stand two inches from the TV because other people were watching. Yeah, so that's one thing I've. By the way, that's the <laughs> end of the exhibition. The Miura thing is the very end. There is a little display where people can draw things and put them on the wall. I do want to do something. Yeah, I want to think about what it, what would be the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, leaving a card. Yeah, I don't know what it is yet, so I'm gonna noodle on that and do that. They uh, did but, have on display. Um, other mangaka and yeah, tribute type and, stuff. Oh yeah, the shikishi. Yeah, those yeah. were neat. Yeah, some of those I've never seen. I don't think all no, but you, one. None of them have been uh, displayed. I mean, there's one guy who posted this, but he blurred it out so you oh. couldn't see. Mm. The ones that was neat is uh, one from uh, Hara mm-hmm. from uh, Tatsuhara. So, yeah, from Hokusai Ken. That was cool because you know you figured it could just be like people from. Uh, you know, that were published in Young Animal, stuff like that. But Mura had done something for, for Haraz, had done a, an, an interview. So it was it was nice. Yeah. There's one from uh, the Futari Echi one, amused me. Uh-huh. The Futari Echi uh-huh. one is Casca's armor, but the Futari Echi character's it's, face. Uh, right? Yura, I believe her name is Yura. Sure. One that. Uh, Makoto san, the guy is called Makoto. We're not going to the guy is Yuri. Okay. Yuri, I think. Mm. Okay. Well, I would know. She remembers the name because it's so it's so cheesy and corny. She always say Makoto San because even though they're married, they call themselves San. Yes. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's such a thing it's where a shitty so- series. Well, it's, uh, it's it's sold millions. So uh, it's educated so many people about yeah. bananas. Sex it, it, is, it is it is one of the most popular series in young animals. So how do you make a fruit salad? You gotta you gotta start read with the a banana. Yeah. No, but anyway, yeah, I, I found it funny. I found it funny. So yeah. to have to have that character in Casca's armor. Yeah. 
Uh, and yeah, a bunch of others. We show pretty. Shimino Chica was there as well. Yeah, Shimino Chica's one is really nice. It's a Shiruke and a Farnese looking at Chich's flower, and and Shiruke is crying. Mm-hmm. That was I felt like that was pretty good and it was very uh, touching. Yeah, mm-hmm. very you know simple, but you get the point across. So yeah, that one was a highlight for me definitely. It was one from Suzumu Hirozawa yes. as well. Yeah, it's like a strange my, shape. Kind yes, of thing. the bottom row, it's like uh, it's like actors. No, no mangaka people who can draw, basically. So there's a lot of voice actors. Uh, people from like the movie trilogy mm-hmm. who we don't give a shit about, like Kendo Kobayashi. Who fucking cares? About it's Kendo like three of, three of the ones that are actors. I, at least three. Yeah, but yeah, the, the Hirozawa one is funny because it's just weird as shapes and... He the wrote signature. his name in a like fictional language. Yeah. It's like fucking alien shit. <laughs> Why would you describe it, girl? It's like it was like watch looking at space hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My first uh, thought was like, is it like um, Ainu language stuff? But no, because they don't have like a formal written language. They, yeah. they use katakana and. Then I was like, is it like, it felt like, you know, uh, something like the Inca or Maya might have yeah. used, you know, like almost hieroglyphic in nature. It's just little shapes or something you'd find like in a, in a Zelda game, you know, like the room, oh, sure. the glyphs in yeah. a Zelda game. So it's just made up, made up script. It's, it is pretty neat. Yeah. It is pretty neat. And after that is the merch section, which is constantly changing and they're adding some stuff. Some, some older stuff was there as well. Um, yeah. Like I, I bought a tie, uh, the yeah. Skull Knight symbol tie, for example. And uh, a big thing I was there to get, of course, was the two Patriot Productions. Were there all mm. all the ones that I've seen were there? Yeah, yeah. The, it is also a bit frustrating, I guess, that some of the because the way that it works is a license, like some to to some shops. So the shops that opt in, they can renew. With each new location, but they yeah. can also not renew. For example, like the ties, they're not being restocked, so the guts one is gone, yeah. uh, and you've got the skull knight and Griffiths ones. But presumably, once these are gone, they're also gone. Uh, I was luckily able to get and uh, water as well a skull knight hoodie from um, I forgot the name of the shop. That's good. That one is high quality and it's really nice. It's a bit pricey, but really nice. So I was glad I was able to get it because same thing. It, I don't think it's being renewed. So once these are gone, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, I think we all bought a, yeah. a big load. I, I like, I got so many of these, uh, like the, the color, the watercolor reproduction ones. I was like, I saw them. Yeah. Those were tight. If anybody yeah. needs any keychains, uh, let me know. Oh, wow. A whole <laughs> box of them. Yeah. They had a lot of blind grab stuff that I just blindly grabbed. <laughs> and that makes up the majority of my huge receipt. So uh, that was fun. Mm. And we'll be back for more uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah, that's just a quick overview because, yeah, I wanted people to understand what it's like to be there, you know, why it means so much to us. Uh, but yeah. We're also in Japan, uh, so we'll probably talking about that in the next couple of days over as well. Who cares? It's just here for the exhibition. Yeah. Well, you heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> We're just eating at McDonald's and Seven <laughs> yeah. Eleven. Yeah, so they do have a like in the in the mall where the exhibition is. It's like only almost only uh, Western food and and clothing okay. stores. So I don't really want to eat it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, to someone in Japan, it's like exotic oh, to sure. go to a mall with uh, Western stuff. But it's true. Like if you're like an American, and you go there, you're like, eh. Mm-hmm. Do I want to like uh, get a donut as the Krispy Kreme? Kind of, but I don't need to. Yeah. So yeah, we're eating cool. uh, curry and uh, yeah, and soba and ramen, and sushi tonight. I think we're gonna eat sushi tonight. I mean, sure, why not? Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back more uh, later this week. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. <laughs>